Welcome to Living Water Radio. We are now in between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Christians live in between lives in many ways, and in some ways we do not. Today, we're going to find out what they are. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is an ordained minister actively focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, I'm filling in temporarily for pastors in the Los Angeles area, maintaining our yard as my gym, and I'm attempting to learn Mandarin Chinese. We are retired clergy and have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience between the two of us. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. Today is the third day after last Sunday's Christmas Eve. It's also the third day of the 12 days of the Christmas season that lasts until January 6th. It's also the fourth day before next Sunday's New Year's Eve, the second Sunday in a row in which we will celebrate a major evening holiday in addition to morning worship. Today, we're going to find out what all those numbers mean. We celebrated Christmas Day two days ago. For an increasing number of people in our world, that's it. Christmas is over. The presents are opened and put away. The tree already seems a little out of place, and it will be gone by the end of New Year's Day, if not sooner. Even for some Christians, Christmas ended on Christmas Eve. We didn't have a Christmas Day worship service because, well, it's a lot of work, and we weren't sure people would come for a Sunday morning worship service as well as a Christmas Eve service, much less a Christmas Day service, and people have out-of-town family and guests to take care of, and we need to put stuff away when we have people to do it, or we don't care about church seasons, and so on. Christmas is over for others when the season of commercial preparations for parties and presents ends, and then when it's done, it's really done. In fact, some businesses and TV programs marked the 12 days of Christmas as a countdown to Christmas, so when they're over, they're really over. The Christian Church, however, starts the Christmas season on Christmas Eve and celebrates it for 12 whole days until January 6th, the day of the Epiphany of Our Lord, as in the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. So now we have Christmas pretty much all to ourselves and those with whom we share it. There is no more holiday stress. The long nightmare of expectations and overindulgence is over. Now comes the Christmas blessing, and we open our hearts to receive it for 12 whole days. By the way, the cost of the 12 gifts listed in the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, went up 2.65% this year to $45,523, according to PNC Bank. Or, if you bought them online, $52,024. Or, if you bought the items over and over each day, as the song suggests, that's 364 total gifts, they will cost you over $200,167. You know, those exotic pets like turtle doves, geese, and French hens are expensive, increasing the most largely because of increased labor and food costs. So, barring that expense... 
continue to have a Merry Christmas for 12 days. And don't be embarrassed for celebrating Christmas as a Christian. Be countercultural. Don't take down your Christmas tree, your lights, or your decorations. Leave them up until January 6th and be a witness when you are asked why or when you get funny looks. As Jesus said in Matthew 5:14-15, You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. Be bearers of that light. John describes it in terms of the birth of Jesus in the Gospel of John, which some churches will not have heard read on Christmas Day if they didn't gather for worship, in John 1, verses 3 through 5. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. In Advent, we considered our lives lived in between the first coming of Jesus in his birth to save the world and the second coming of Jesus at the end of history to judge the living and the dead. In Christmas, we consider our lives in between this world and the next. But it's difficult to live in the in-between. In 1884, there was a third political movement called the Mugwumps that was often positioned between the Republicans and the Democrats. They were comically criticized as having their mugs on one side of the fence and their wumps on the other. Of course, where you fit on a political spectrum depends on whose spectrum you are on. I consider myself a moderate, but some on the right consider me a lunatic leftist, while some on the left consider me to be a raging conservative. It seems like someone is always mad at me. I'm okay with that. I think that our positions should be based on our principles, and that our principles should be based on our beliefs, and then where they fall, they fall. Moderation in all things, including moderation. I don't think that our positions should be a kind of moderation that's based on pleasing everybody. We should not always expect to be popular. Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount in Luke 6, verse 26, Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. It's often said that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are in between. How do we live that? By holy living that is not being nice, but is being redefined by God by worship that is not just checking the boxes, but is focused and engaged and directed toward the one true living God, by doing justice that is not defined by political attachments, but by doing God's will. How do we talk about that? By looking for common ground to communicate, not by pandering to the world by looking like it, by being a community of people that loves Jesus as our Savior above all else, including family not by being a community that is based on smug self-righteousness using religious language, by being a people set apart, a people who provides clear differences and alternatives to being of the world, not by appealing for popularity while pretending to have an outsider status. Paul writes in Romans 12, verse 2, 
Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As we stand between celebrations, preparing now for living in a new year, let us stop and consider what it means to be alive in Jesus Christ. We were dead in our sin, but now we are made alive. We have already passed through death in our baptisms. Paul writes in Romans 6 verses 1 through 4, What then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. We are ourselves both saints and sinners. We are both under the religious law and freed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are in between in so many things, but not in our passion for Jesus, for holy living, and for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are warned against this in an image of the last days in what the Spirit is saying to the seven churches in Revelation 3 verses 14 through 16. And to the angel of the church in Laodicea write, the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the origin of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either cold or hot. So, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Of all the resolutions for the new year that we could be considering for making next Sunday, I would encourage all of us to consider one based on last Sunday. I would encourage us to open our hearts to receive new life and renewed life in a living relationship with the one true living God, to be publicly passionate for God in lives defined by God's in-between time. Christ is born. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Today, let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments, questions, and concerns there as well and we'll respond to every one. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated, to open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship services they have available and support your church with your time, your treasure, and your talent. Pray for and support your pastor and church leaders as they seek to do God's will for your congregation. 
If you are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Contact a friend or a relative. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time into the light. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Avoid crowds if you can. And be outside if you have to be in a crowd. But most importantly, get your vaccines and boosters. It's the one thing you can do to literally save lives and get us back on track. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with. Everyone you meet today struggles in some way. Be a helper and encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together as we move into the new normal. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.